you know, but you can't, I don't think, look at a dated suburban office building and say, well, that should be a suburban office building because that's what we intended for it to be 20 years ago. I just don't think that philosophy uh, will carry forward. I think people need to rethink how we all need to be connected together. Welcome to the DuPage Business Beat, a podcast about today's biggest business issues told from a Chicagoland perspective. Hello, everyone, and thanks for listening to the inaugural episode of the DuPage Business Beat. My name is Greg Bedlov. I'm the president and CEO of Choose DuPage, and I'm pleased to be joined today by real estate experts Jim Adler and Mark Moran from NAI Hiffman. In our inaugural episode, we're going to be discussing the economic indicator reports recently published by Choose DuPage. This report, which covers the first quarter of 2023, includes data about employment trends, growing industry sectors, GDP, and more. Welcome, Jim. Welcome, Mark. Glad to have you here. Thanks for having us. Thanks for taking time off from the beginning of the Masters to put on this podcast. We can do our predictions later, but we should probably talk about economic development for now. Jim and Mark have been longtime supporters of economic development throughout DuPage County and the region. They're on the board of directors of Choose DuPage, and they're big advocates to making sure that we continue to promote DuPage County as a premier global business location. So guys, I want to cover three main sections of the economic indicator report that we just published, those being current employment trends, office retail, I'm sorry, office real estate, and industrial real estate. So we have a relatively low employment rate in DuPage County, through about 3.2% as of February 2023. And we have a pretty good labor force participation rate that's six points higher than the national average. Two of our largest industries are healthcare and professional services, and we're expecting them to both see large net gains over the next year. Is that what you guys are seeing in the marketplace as you're out doing your work on a daily basis, Jim? Yeah, I mean, I think, first of all, healthcare has has always been a big part of the commercial real estate um, in DuPage County. And and I think if you look at um, the areas where, where we've been most active, um, you know, you can look at Northwestern Medicine erecting a medical office building on the former McDonald's campus. Um, Rush Orthopedic putting up a new building also in, in Oak Brook. And, uh, and Rush just announced a few weeks ago that they were um, developing a cancer treatment center <clears throat> in Lyle. And so we've seen these groups and, and others like it, certainly DuPage Medical Group, which is now goes by Dooley, um, extremely active and continuing to um, expand their footprints in DuPage. And, and overall, that's uh, been a benefit for for the office market and the community at large. You know, I think the, you know, the other side of the coin, just to be frank, is that, um, you know, while there may be net gains in jobs in the healthcare sector, that doesn't always translate to butts in office seats. And so, you know, those functions that are more perfunctory, uh, more on the service side and, and, you know, sort of back office, a lot of those have gone away because, um, the employers have decided that they're better off working from home. So we've lost um, some occupancy in in the sub- suburban market from healthcare um, sort of back office providers. Um, so there's there's definitely a balance there. You know, it's exciting to see the new development on the healthcare side, but also um, a little bit concerning to see um, some of those employees not in their office in their offices throughout the throughout the county. So from an overall perspective, separate of healthcare, but inclusive of all office space. We hear reports of 
87% occupancy, 85% occupancy in buildings. But what about the people that are actually in those buildings day in and day out? What are you seeing as we come out of COVID? Mask mandates have recently been lifted by the state and the feds, and we're starting to see some folks come back to the office. Where's it settling? Where's it going to go? Or is this it? Are we back to Mondays and Fridays at home and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in the office? And what does that mean for the office market, not only in DuPage, but throughout the entire region? Yeah, I mean, I think every city and every community is trying to answer that that question right now. And I think, you know, from our perspective, it's almost like um, there's there's two different groups out there. There's corporate America that's shuttering some of their larger, older campuses. Um, but the other side of that is we have seen um, smaller businesses continue to be active and smaller businesses that um, want to be together and need to be together. And it's almost like there's a corporate um, struggle with their employees to get people back. And so they're allowing people to work from home. It's been three years since since that mandate happened. And um, some of them are just now starting to change course and, and, and offering their employees the opportunity to come back three days a week, four days a week in some instances. But it's just now starting to, to, to yeah. come back. And so I think we've got some time to work through that. I do think the flex component of the office world will continue. I think people know that they can work from home. Technology allows for that. Um, but I think employers, generally speaking, want their people back in the office. And um, it's just a matter of of how often and, and when um, those changes take place. And I think that just continues to evolve. So kind of pre-pandemic, we observed an amenities race where we had golf simulators and fitness centers and quiet rooms and that kind of stuff. COVID comes, everybody works from home, people are starting to come back to the office. Is it that critical anymore for these amenities in suburban office or downtown office? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I, I would probably argue it's it's more critical now than, than even before. And one of the reasons for that is because um, employers are looking for a compelling reason for their employees to come to the want to come to the office. And so with that in mind, they are investing in to the extent that they can, um, common area lounges, um, community type space, outdoor space is big these days. Um, and obviously a building that can provide food service. And because a lot of these a lot of these building food services just haven't made it through the pandemic and haven't reopened, but buildings that can provide food service, that can provide um, those amenities um, are definitely um, ahead of the rest of the marketplace in terms of leasing back up and maintaining occupancy because those are places that companies want to be because they feel like, A, they can recruit there, and B, people want to to come to the office there. What about migration from Class B and Class C office into Class A? I'm, I'm assuming that the price points have changed on Class A office space, and it might be an opportunity for Class B and Class C tenants to shrink their square footage requirement, but upgrade and get some of those amenities and get into a nicer space. And clearly DuPage, we pride ourselves on the amount of class A office space that we have through the 88 corridor and throughout all of DuPage. Seeing any of that? Yeah, for sure. I think that a lot of the activity that that we're seeing are, are companies that are out looking for seven or 10,000 square feet that used to be in 15 or 20. And they're looking in buildings that are nicer than the ones that they're coming out of. There's there's definitely um, a good segment of the market that's active in that place. But I, I would also say that not everybody needs class A space. 
And DuPage um, as a whole has a lot of one-story office buildings, two-story office buildings, buildings that I would characterize as as functional or service type of buildings. And, and that market actually is pretty healthy overall. There are lots of companies that um, that need a building that might have higher ceilings for a showroom or that have some sort of service component to it. Or maybe they're providing a service like it's a, it's a daycare or an autism type of requirement. We've seen a lot of those throughout the past few years. And, and those some of those B and C buildings that you might think this building will struggle when, when the market isn't as healthy have actually done pretty well overall, kind of surprisingly. So Choose DuPage is proud to participate in the Greater Chicagoland Economic Partnership. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But that's a regional initiative for economic development across seven counties, including the city of Chicago. I have always been an advocate for a strong Chicago is probably the best thing for a strong DuPage County and a strong region because of the international presence that Chicago offers. COVID hits. We thought there would be this migration of businesses who don't want to put their people on trains because nobody wanted to be in a public setting on a train, didn't want to be in elevators. I think it's fair to say that while we saw some activity of businesses opening satellite offices in the burbs and a little bit of migration, there certainly was not a mass exodus out of the city. What are you guys seeing in terms of movement from the central business district to the suburbs satellite offices, any of that kind of migration? And what's your feelings on it in general? Yeah, I mean, there was definitely a lot of um, people predicting that we would see an exodus, not just out of Chicago, but of of all um, cities across the country, that that people would um, forego their commutes and, and try to find an office closer to home. We have not really seen that. I think I, I read a statistic that one third of all the office leases that happened in downtown Chicago went to Fulton Market. So we we've seen migration within the city, um, but but we really haven't seen a lot of companies um, turn around and decide that they're going to relocate in the suburbs. And I think part of that is is just general uncertainty of return to office. And I'm with you. I I say keep going Chicago and keep going Fulton Market and keep keep doing your thing because the the more success that they have, the more success the region generally will have. And organic growth. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we need them to be successful and we need we need the city to succeed um, in order for the suburbs to succeed. Um, I do think that there has been, you know, that there's been an explosion in small businesses generally in this country. And I, I think that a lot of small businesses have started offices, have started new businesses. And we've seen buildings with smaller spaces, 5,000 feet and under, um, those spaces fly off the shelf throughout the suburbs. And it's because there's just a huge demand for, for that type of product. And a lot of new businesses, people coming out of their homes, people um, deciding to leave their big corporate accounting firm to start their own, their, their own gig. We've seen a lot of that. And um, the trend now in suburban office is, is furnished spec suites because these owners know that they could take an entire floor of vacancy, build out six suites, and it will lease before they're probably done constructing them. Yeah. Last one on office for now. So LaSalle Street has taken some of their bu- their buildings and incentivizing owners to turn them into apartments, kind of the migration from office to residential. We see planned unit developments out here in DuPage County where owners are going into local municipalities and asking for the PUD to be rezoned 
to include multifamily residential. Clearly, the opportunity for folks to live closer to where they work and the whole live, work, play model. Flash in the pan, is this happening in your world? What's the extent that we can see it continue to happen? I think it's great. I think that if we have the opportunity to give folks a place to live, daycare centers, restaurants, an office building, there's some challenges. Naturally, you've got traffic considerations. You do have master plans that municipalities have put in place. But it seems like it's the trend, and it seems like it's moving forward. Yeah, the the new buzzword I heard earlier this year was placemaking. 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 And that that is the the concept that you are creating a community that people want to live, work, play. And so in order to have a successful office, you should be with within walking distance of, of a restaurant. You might be able to walk even home and, and vice versa. So those those different asset classes support each other. I do think municipalities across the region need to rethink generally their zoning and not on a reactive basis where somebody shows up and says, I would like to put industrial right here because then you have your community up in arms and they say, well, it's not zoned for that. It's office. And, you know, but you can't, I don't think, look at a dated suburban office building and say, well, that should be a suburban office building because that's what we intended for it to be 20 years ago. I just don't think that philosophy uh, will carry forward. I think people need to rethink how we all need to be connected together and I do think, you know, these asset classes of industrial and multifamily are on fire and there is huge demand. And so um, there is an opportunity for developers and communities to try to figure out how it all, how all the pieces of the puzzle fit together. Yeah. Um, especially when you look at, you know, the old dated big suburban office building that was just maybe located along the tollway, but it's not near any restaurants. It's not near any hotels. That's something that probably needs to be rethought. And you need to rethink it in a way that either that's going to be a mixed use or maybe it's going to be a service industrial type of uh, development. But but there are those out there, not just in DuPage County, but throughout the suburbs and, and frankly, across the country that are um, being rethought and revisited in terms of their you know original intended use. Yeah, and that's a great takeaway. And I couldn't agree with you more that the reactive mode of bring me a deal and we'll put it in front of our ZBA or our plan commission and we'll expedite it and we'll make it happen as quickly as possible is one way of approaching it. And I can appreciate the transparency and the need for good governance. But at the end of the day, a developer is looking at an opportunity to meet the market demand, make money at the same time, and provide a nice asset for that region and some forward thinking and some proactive review of that is probably the time is now to do that. Yeah, they're they're not going to take two years to figure that out, and that's the problem. When you when you don't have it organized ahead of time, you're expecting a developer to spend two years of their time and a lot of money to hope that a municipality is going to go along with their plan, and it's it's not a good business model for a lot of these guys. Yeah. So good transition to a little bit of a different market um, and the glory days that we're living in right now of industrial and distribution and warehousing. Some of the highlights from our report is the industrial vacancy rate in DuPage is at a historic low, creeping up a little bit from 2.8% in the third quarter of 2022 to 3.4% today. But 3.4% is still historically low and rents are going up at the same time. What, Other than the obvious, Mark, what's driving that? 
Well, the the tenant demand has been off the charts and, and continues to be. Even with the uncertainty in the economy right now, there still seems to be a high uh, number of companies that are looking to expand, that are, are growing, and uh, they need more space. And, and so we have the high-class problem that we don't have enough space available. You know, the office side has too much space. We don't have enough. And it's great if you're a landlord right now. You're taking full advantage of that. You're able to... Uh, increase rental rates uh, astronomically in a lot of cases. If you're a tenant and you're expanding, you don't have a lot of options these days. So the days of you've got 10 options and take your time and you'll you'll pick from the best three or four and we'll negotiate, uh, those days are gone. And, and if you're a, a tenant rep broker, you have to explain to your client that if you have a requirement and you find a building that fits, you better jump on it because it could be gone a week from now. So it's uh, it's just a different set of challenges, but it's uh, it's positive. Uh, again, if you own real estate, if you're an industrial landlord in, in the Chicagoland area these days, your vacancy rates are, you know, some of these groups are, are 100% occupied. And um, the speculative development has slowed down a bit given the market conditions. I don't think that'll continue forever, but until we have some stabilization of interest rates, there's been a little bit of a wait and see on new speculative development. And uh, that's making the, the situation even more challenging for companies that are out looking for space. Um, the unemployment uh, situation, although unemployment is low, as we talked about, that's a challenge for industrial clients because they're looking to add uh, you know, employees and they can't find them. Uh, it, it is good in a sense for counties like DuPage where there's a, a large population base because a lot of these companies, they don't want to stray too far from their current location because they're afraid of losing employees. So another topic we could talk about all day, but let's talk about two of those properties in particular and and the new face and the new look of industrial. I know you do a lot of work at the DuPage Business Park. And for years, that was the DuPage Technology Center. You're right. And it didn't exactly flourish. What happened that flipped that switch to the point where that park is now exploding or almost to the point where it's completely built out? That's number one. Mm -hmm. And then number two, our friends in Cook County up in Elk Grove Village, Mayor Johnson and his team up there have done an unbelievable business park with walking paths, green space galore, uh, seamlessly integrates into the neighborhood. What's the vision behind that and and what happened out at the uh, park near the airport in DuPage? Yeah, so the DuPage Business Center, as you said, started out as a tech park. Uh, it was a good idea at the time. I think they expected that there would be demand for that type of a, uh, a user in that area, and it just never came to fruition. And when it didn't come to fruition, they did sort of switch gears and say, okay, let's let's call it more of a business center, business park. Um, at the time, I think they were more focused on land leases or build the suits. They weren't really selling land outright. Um, Jim and I uh, and another teammate got involved with it about four or five years ago now. And you know, our, our initial recommendation to the airport authority was we have to market that we're, we're in the business of selling land here because there are very few other locations where uh, a corporation can come in, buy a site, build a building for themselves and own it and occupy it. 
And they said, yeah, we're ready. Let's do it. And the good news was the infrastructure was there. The roads were there. There's there's fiber there. There's power there. All the all the uh, basics were ready to go. It was just a matter of marketing it so that the um, the world knew that we were in the business of selling sites. And then what came along with that is developers started to see interest uh, from users in that area. And all of a sudden, developers said, yeah, we'll do a speculative building out here. We think the tenants will come. And they have. So you know, over the last four or five years, you know, we've sold, we're almost sold out of the park now. We have three sites left, uh, about a hundred and call it 125 acres um, that will be fully developed. There probably another million four, million five, uh, mostly speculative development out there. Uh, but there's a number of corporations that have located there. Uh, Suncast being one of the larger ones, uh, but it's you know it's quickly become a location that maybe in the past was questioned because it's not right off of I eighty eight, but all of a sudden you know there's momentum. Have you had a chance to see the Elk Grove Park that I referred to with the walking paths and the green space and that kind of stuff? I have, yeah, and that's that's a good example of you know Jim mentioned when you try to redevelop areas and you get pushback from the residents. You know, that's a prime example of saying, well, yeah, we're not we're not throwing up, you know, large, ugly industrial buildings and bringing a thousand trucks in. There's there's amenities. This is actually going to be a location that people are going to be proud of and be proud to to, to see in their community. And and I think that's that's a big perception change that uh, that needed to happen. And that's a great example of of a success story with that. So kind of a question for both of you guys, because it touches both of your worlds. I have businesses and, and owners approach me on a regular basis for assistance or guidance in taking office and converting it to industrial. I want to tear down my office building. Who would have ever thought you would hear somebody say, I want to tear down my office building and I want to build a warehouse or I want to build a distribution center because it's going to make more money for me as a developer. Again, we get that. They want them there in business to make money. Big, I would assume, challenge for local government because office buildings mean people, office buildings mean nine to five jobs, office buildings mean lunches, dry cleaning and everything else. A lot of times industrial and warehousing and distribution centers aren't looked at the same way. What are some of the best practices or what are some of the trends that you guys are seeing in terms of this kind of transition from office to industrial? And is it going to continue? And if it does continue, what's it going to take to change the perception of it? Well, I think that it will continue, but I think it's, as we talked about a little while ago, it's got to be a thoughtful partnership between whoever the developer is and the municipality so that the the developer is going to communicate um, how is this going to look? How are we going to funnel traffic in and out? Because the biggest thing for industrial, uh, the biggest negative is is truck traffic, right? And and nobody wants that in their backyard. It's funny. They want their Amazon or FedEx package on their porch the next day, but they don't want to see the trucks that get it to the distribution center that then get it to their house. Drones throughout all of DuPage County. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's really, I think, uh, it's got to be a partnership so that the municipalities are able to sell it to their constituents that, you know, this is what we're we're going to put here. It's not going to be, you know, a three million square foot bomber distribution building with a thousand trucks in and out, you know, and I think that really what really comes into play is how, how does that work? How does traffic flow? And then I think, you know, Jim, you could probably speak to this, but communicating to the, also to the municipalities that a, a vacant industrial, I'm sorry, a vacant office building that could be sitting there and just rotting for years to come. Is that in generating zero? Is that 
better than you know a, a productive uh, industrial light industrial manufacturing type of facility. Fifty percent of something's better than a hundred percent of nothing. Yeah, and I think that's that comes into play as well. Absolutely. I mean, there's 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 office buildings out there that are just functionally obsolete, and as soon as it goes dark, it's it's death. It's very hard to bring those buildings back. You have all kinds of issues um, to keep a building running. You get mold if if nobody's in there. So buildings that that are totally empty are are problems. And I do think going back to some of my earlier comments, you just need a thoughtful approach about about balance of real estate in terms of what your community can support, what the demand is, and, and what's the forecast. And the forecast for um, a large corporate user to come in and uh, lease up or acquire a, an empty suburban office building is not bright. So I think you do have to pivot and support those developers to rethink how to use that real estate, whether it's industrial or multifamily or something else. Um, but that's that's something that I think um, is going to continue. And 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 if and if it's not allowed, um, I think you're you're just delaying the inevitable uh, because because there is demand. There is so much infill demand. The internet is here to stay. People are are ordering things online, and and we want our products tomorrow. So so um, you know that. With that in mind, industrial is going to be um, a replacement asset for a lot of these offices, and so is multifamily. And it, again, it's just a balance of of thinking about how it works, what works best for the community, and having a long-term plan in terms of how it all fits together. So two follow-up questions to that line of thinking. Is Choose DuPage and other economic development arms of municipalities throughout DuPage County transitioning into economic redevelopment organizations as opposed to development organizations? We're a mature county. We don't have a lot of available land left for developing. So are we focused on redevelopment, number one? And number two, if redevelopment is not an opportunity, will the sprawl continue to the west, the south, and the north, Kane and Kendall, McHenry, and beyond? Uh, on the industrial side, I do think redevelopment will come into play sooner than later. Um, because I think that there there are some pockets of industrial that are functionally obsolete business parks that have been there since the 60s 70s that you know the built lower clear heights dock issues in terms of interior docks fun just functionality is not there anymore and I think there will be a tipping point because the locations are still very good where those those will be redeveloped. Uh, at the same time, there there will continue to be sprawl. I mean, on the industrial side, in the I-88 corridor, we're seeing development out past Orchard Road now. Uh, whereas when I got in the business in the late 90s, you wouldn't dare tell a, a developer that they should go past the Fox River. You know, that was the the Western, that was the end of the earth. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, you've got development in DeKalb, you've got, you know, it's just, it's going to continue to push out. But I think uh, DuPage County can remain competitive if their municipalities are creative and, and allow developers that are looking at redevelopment plays to, um, you know, to be able to succeed with those. Yeah. And I would just, I, I agree with, with everything, everything Mark just said. I just, I think that, um, you know, there's, there's definitely some sprawling suburban office campus, the BP, former BP campus in Naperville comes to mind. That's going to be a redevelopment um, in the near future. Um, there's other BP buildings or buildings that Lucent has, has left behind that are probably redevelopment candidates need to be rethought. Um, but then at the same time, there's a lot of suburban office that 
is still good for a suburban office. I'm thinking about down some of the buildings in Downers Grove, like the Highland Landmarks of the world that may be experiencing some vacancy, but it's good quality steel and glass real estate, well-located, well-amenitized. It will perform well if we're able to attract the right businesses. So I want to wrap it up, but I want to kind of touch on one other thing. I mentioned GSEP earlier. I know you guys are involved in Will County. I know Hiffman is involved with World Business Chicago. And for our listeners who are not familiar with what GSEP is, Greater Chicagoland Economic Partnership, it's an economic development initiative and collaborative. It's long been a passion of mine and others to work collaboratively with our counterparts in Will and Cook and McHenry and all of the counties and the city of Chicago and stop poaching business and come up with some ladies and gentlemen's agreements about working collaboratively and reaching international markets and and foreign direct investment. Uh, We're proud of it. I'm proud that Choose DuPage has agreed to participate in it and that DuPage County has agreed to participate in it. Uh, you deal with other EDCs throughout the region. What are your thoughts about Cook and Will and Kane and Lake working together and trying to grow this economy? Long time coming. That, that That's my view. I mean, I, I think that if you step back and you think about all of the assets that sh- the Chicago land region has, it's it's really staggering. You, you would say if I'm a, um, a a corporation, a large corporation, it is a no-brainer to want to locate in the Chicago area. If you look at the education system, the healthcare system, the quality of life, the um, suburban neighborhoods, the downtown neighborhoods. And I do think that collaboration between the counties is so important because um, there are opportunities and we shouldn't we shouldn't um, try to steal from each other or try to one-up each other because, um, you know, it, 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 what makes sense for our neighboring county de- certainly makes sense for us, will benefit us. Yeah, and I, I think about companies that I've worked with in the past that are looking at multi-state requirements. And in almost all, economics are important, but it's also what's the path of least resistance. And if they've got an unorganized you know, uh, group in one county and then another county is telling them something else, you know, if there's no cohesive marketing uh, plan, I think a lot of these companies say, well, we'll go to another state because they've got their act together. So I think it can only help from that standpoint as being as organized yeah, as I possible. Mean, I, we, we haven't talked about, and might be a topic for another podcast, we haven't talked about the education system, the university network that we have here, and how having the University of Chicago and Northwestern and North Central College and all, and Benedictine and all the rest of them in this region, what that means from an ecosystem of innovation. And then you could talk about 1871 and Innovation DuPage and M88 and M-Hub and, and all the rest of those. So and then don't forget that DuPage County is home to not one, but two national laboratories and the businesses that are being spun out of Argonne and the groundbreaking work that Fermi does. Mm-hmm. If we could figure out ways, and hopefully this podcast can do that, or at least play a small role in it, in changing that narrative and working collaboratively on things like foreign direct investment and organic growth, we can kind of reposition ourselves and help people see what you and I see. We're we're a low-cost leader for businesses who are trying to decide between New York and Chicago and San Francisco and LA. You're not going to get better pricing on office then you're going to get here and airports and infrastructure and everything else. I know that's what I'm paid to say, but I mean, at the end yeah, of the day, true. 
It's the truth. Well, uh, of course, I forgot to mention when I was talking about higher education, the great folks at College of DuPage who are hosting us for today's podcast. They're an absolute economic engine for DuPage County, so we absolutely have to thank our hosts for today's podcast. And that's it for today's show. But I want to give a special thanks to Jim Adler and Mark Moran of NAI Hiffman for joining me today. For those of you listening, you can download a copy of the Choose DuPage Quarter 1 Economic Indicators Report on our website, choosedupage.com. This podcast will be uploaded to our website, again, www.choosedupage.com. Mark, Jim, you guys are the best. Thanks so much for joining us today, and thanks for everybody for tuning in. And hopefully we'll see you next time, or you'll hear us next time on the DuPage Business Beat.